Guten Tag, welcome to the off-topic podcast. We'll be talking about things that get off-topic. Today, the two people said, Son of cow, why would you leave the door open? One second. Uh, Rebecca, can you shut the door? You opened it. You make sure you shut the door all the way. Thank you. It's not shut all the way. It's going to move with the air. Did you turn the air on? Are we trying to record? What is wrong with you? She nodded her head no. I mean, Guten Tag. Anyway, so I wanted to have a brief conversation about something. Destiny is going free to play, which is pretty cool, right? Like uh, concern because Fortnite's probably the most popular. Well, that's they said that Fortnite makes a buttload of money, and they would like to make money, but they also just want to be able to make like a world that everyone gets to play in. So they're just gonna go free to play, and then further DLCs will just be what you buy. But basically, you'll get everything. Up until I th- want to say Forsaken. Uh, brief interlude. What do you think would be better, Ron's Burgers or Five Guys? Because I'm in a Five Guys mood. Uh, Ron's, because then they have a Big Daddy, which is just a giant piece of uh, giant sandwich with even. Yeah, but they're, it's so greasy, and I'm so used to being healthy now. It messes me. I don't me care. Up. Well, tell her I would prefer to have Five Guys, but I'll take a Big Daddy. All right. Sounds really sexual. Shout out to Ron's Burgers. Your burgers are huge. I don't care. They almost had a big dick as their sandwich in McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. Because Mac and Dick McDonald. Yeah. Yeah, like a big dick with pickles. <laughs> what? Whatever happened? Why is Chick Fil A put like? Oh, you pickles want, on everything. You want a chicken sandwich? Okay, we'll put pickles on that. Why? That seems like such a I, strange I thing the, to put on it. Yeah, I would have imagined sauce or cheese would be the initial like automatic, but it's weird. But I want to talk about the fact that they're coinciding. So they have a new thing coming out, the Shadow Keep, where you go into the moon, moon's haunted, means meme has been worn out on the Destiny subreddit. Basically, it's nightmare versions of everything from your past, and potentially a sign that the darkness is actually being revealed, which, fun fact, the darkness had a, a much more obvious and concrete role in the first Destiny, and then they've been working on it for years, they showed it to the board of directors, like, no, we hate this, it's too generic, change the whole game, so a year before the game release, they redid the entire campaign, which is why it was so sort of and uh, that's Activision for you. Yeah. And that's why a lot of the lore is sort of bizarre in the first one, and then they make, fixed it with uh, Taken King. Yeah, I just... Destiny has such an interesting world, but... Like, they constantly say, like, we take a lot of inspiration from D&D and sci-fi okay. and... Before you say anything, so I actually wrote a thing about how if I was going to make a movie, I would actually make two movies set during Destiny 1 and Destiny 2. And it would have, like, a loud... Basically, you follow the Pirates of the Caribbean thing. You make a cool world and over-the-top characters that immediately, like, if you said, oh, someone does something uh, mischievous, that's Jack Sparrow. Like, they're caricatures. Okay. So the Titan would be a big, dumb, loud, but likable person. Like, uh, I was thinking, like, a Jason Momoa would be a good person for that. Mm. Or uh, who was the other one I had there? I, I had a cast of people that I thought would be, like, a solid fit for it. And then you have, like, a, a hunter who would be, like, Jinnik Ivankar or something like that. Someone who's sassy and confident yeah. and capable. Don't look. And get then weird. you get someone like Brian Deckhart or the guy who plays Huey, Dennis Quaid's son and from The Boys. And he's, like, the guy who just got revived and has no idea what's going on. And he's sort of the eyes you witness yeah. the world through. And it's like, hey, we have to do this thing. We're going to go take down this Taken Knight because he killed our th- third member of our fire team. And you get to explore the world. You don't do the main story. You do an adjacent story. And that way, they all exist simultaneously. Like Pokemon, the game, the card game, and the like 
animated series, you can like just one of those and have a conversation with someone who only likes one of the other things and another person who only watches the, only th the other thing, and you will all fully understand what you're all talking about. Mm. That's the way it should work. Because they're making books of like lore that are officially published. So if you're making a movie, it should play nicely. So I say it should be like the trailer for Destiny 2 where it's Cage is like, you, you know, like, you like puppies? They're gone. Like, the Grand Canyon destroyed. Okay, they didn't change that much. And he's like, this is all gone. It's like, we have to go fight this guy, you know, because he's ruined our world. And, like, yeah. it's all very sort of almost Edgar Wright style. And tongue-in-cheek, it's directed oh. by Jordan Vo or Vought Roberts, the guy who did Kong Skull Island. Yeah. He directed that trailer. It's beautiful. It was the first time I, I saw a trailer, and then I played a game. I was like, oh, my God, I saw this. Like, he did a perfect one-for-one -one recreation. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, you get these characters who's like, you got the sassy, confident one, the guy who doesn't know anything about the world and is inexperienced, but in the climax, figures out his powers, triggers a super for the first time, flies around making lightning or whatever super you give him. And you got the big dumb titan who's like, a, oh, he's a big silly fella. Um, but, you know, you like him. Oh, Joe Manganiello was the one I thought would be uh, him or... I had like three people that I said would be good for each role to paint it around. Um, I mean, and they go to a thing and it's just, this is the world, this is fun, and it's got a soundtrack with like Beastie Boys and Queen like how the trailers have been yeah. and it would be sort of a tongue-in-cheek like wait what do you mean I get revived your ghost he revives you what do you mean he just shoots him with a shotgun and he drops that he's like oh my god and then they get back up it's like you didn't have to shoot him it's like well now he knows he well, gets he revived get back up he just like holographically yeah. appears like the body would disintegrate and he would first like oh my god what did you just do it's like I proved that you respawn or like you know you, you get revived by your ghost so you, you make tongue-in-cheek jokes like hey why does no one have any facial hair because you can't put facial hair on your guardians in the game yeah, and that well, bugs me. Like you make jokes about things, like, "Hey, you catch that Crucible game last night?" Which I would yeah, it was like, crazy. Or something, like the whole like dodecahedron thing falls out of it, and it's just like, "What is that? That's a gun." No, it's not. It's like, trust me, you give it to a guy, he can make a gun out of this. But I, th it, it is the simplest thing. A lot of franchises, like video games, are better adapted into a TV show because it's a multi-hour story. But first-person shooters, you Ooh. can only do shooting for so long. Go live, die, repeat style. In what way? Get Tom Cruise? Like guy's constantly living the same day over and over but instead it's like it's he's like, dying it's doing over a hard over. raid he's doing you ever think about the psychology of a world where one of their highest watched sports is their superheroes essentially that never die constantly murdering each other for fun it's pretty dark uh, it's pretty grim but i mean yeah there's a lot in that world that's pretty crazy but i mean it's a world with like time travel worm gods ascendant planes there's a lot of like intense lore yeah. so if you just Guardians of the Galaxy your way through it. Uh, well, what was it? Who was the guy who sang the theme for it that wasn't good? Paul McCartney? Yeah. Like, it, was yeah. A bad, it was a bad song. But anyway, the, the franchise has a lot to offer. It's super fun. And with Google Stadia coming out, which is a big thing, that's, it's releasing at the same time, and when Stadia comes out, Destiny will be free to play, and it's bundled. It's not just going to give you the basic Destiny pack. It's going to give you all of the DLC, even the stuff you wouldn't get if you just had it. Which is gonna, which means that I could be like I could run into you at lunch. We could pull out our laptops and start playing Destiny together while we eat lunch on our laptops in a Chrome tab, like you're watching a YouTube video. I mean, that's Destiny's. Uh, Destiny's one of those things of like I really want to get in this, but every time I play it, I'm like, this seems like a first-person shooter where the level design is like it, it's limited. Destiny in that way. Two has really stepped up and a lot of the dlcs i've played destiny 2 
I'm saying a lot of the like the DLC locales, especially Forsaken, there's a level design where you're fighting through a bunch of like moving like subways essentially. And so as you're fighting, it's got all these multiple layers. You can duck underneath them, you can go, you can push people into the subways, you're flying like this explosive motorcycle essentially through like weaving traffic of these things, and you're hunting people who killed one of the best characters video games has ever had. Here's the thing. I think I figured out why I don't like, why I can't get into Destiny. You're bad at first-person shooters? No, I'm good at that. You're dead inside. No. You don't like Peter Dinklage or Nolan North. How dare you? It's the feedback loop. Uh, Okay. Fallout 4 has a really good one in the fact that you go out, you kill things, then you loot the things you kill, then you build better things with that, and you use those better things to kill more things, and you just keep repeating, getting Mm -hmm. better and better, and you gain perks along the way which unlock new things to do. Uh, the feedback loop for Destiny is you kill things so you can get Ingrams, you get those Ingrams turned to weapons that and armor, which then you can use to help kill more things. They actually... Very similar. They fixed a little bit of that yeah. because the Activision wanted them to drip-feed you content so you would pay for it, yeah. and they also didn't want the, them to waste too much time making the world too flush with content because... You should be saving that content for the next game you release in a year. Yeah, which... Which now they're like, originally they're like, we want this game to last for like five years. And then we'll make another one just because eventually we're going to need a, an engine that can handle more. Yeah, which... Which they may be switching to, or they may decide we're going to launch Destiny 3 and that'll be our... Clearly, from the get-go, this is what we've always wanted it to be. I don't know what direction they're going to go. But the problem I have with Destiny is the fact that, like, while you're go- doing all that, there are other people walking around that already have that cool stuff. So you're working your butt off to be equal to the guy who's like an a-hole and not even doing anything on the mission well generally on like the campaign missions and if you're just going around doing side quests they do a pretty good job if it's either just you or if it's someone that you have in your team that's going with you me and sam started replaying destiny one and it's pretty similar there in that you show up and uh you you just have this experience of like you walk into it and maybe there's like five guys in like shiny armor mm-hmm. around you but they're not going down that path and as soon as you walk in they do this visual effect where to the outside people you fizzle away like a hologram like a ghost does when he revives someone but when it, what you see is everyone else disappears as you guys walk in plus it's a first person shooter so unless you're looking back you don't really see it and you don't think about it and you go about your mission and the ghost mm-hmm. is like ah here's information shoot 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 yeah. and I found because I really like having cool gear and it's hard to find it. Gambit, which, by the way, if you're an Xbox player or a PC player, it's basically the only way you can get Yuri Lowenthal's voice when Spider-Man PS4 came, because he's Spider-Man and the Drifter. He's like, all right, Gambit. And I like cooperative play. Like, Halo, my favorite thing to do is Warzone, because you're cooperatively playing with other players. Mm. And this is a cooperative thing where it's two teams of, like, four or six or something like that, and you're trying to kill bad guys, and they drop... A thing you pick those up and you deposit them in this bank and if you deposit five ten or fifteen it drops a bigger and badder bad guy on the other side and it gives you really cool gear you know what i think i figured out one change that destiny 2 could do base game right now they could do that would make it where i'm like i'm in and that is exploration have it be where there are areas that like instead of just being like level design buildings and stuff and it's like clearly design levels make it more of an open world where it's like jungle and stuff that you go into this wilderness that's all overgrown because then you're going into the unknown getting cool stuff and running back they do actually have they have something called lost sectors which aren't marked anywhere Mm -hmm. i mean you can see like a rock or something they have a symbol for the lost sector and sometimes you'll i think for them to even show up on the map you have to go past them at first and it's not clear they blend in really easily unless you know what you're looking for 
and they have like this whole almost like mini mission where you go through there's no voice over anything but you just go through and sometimes your ghost will comment and you hunt down all these people and at the end you fight a boss and then he drops a key which lets you unlock a chest which will give you a like high tier thing and it's like this it's called a lost sector because it is difficult to traverse it's got they're all unique and they have very unique drops as well Ah. So they have that going for them. And I know it's not just, like, an online thing, because I freaking love Sea of Thieves. You know what they should... Oh, Sea of Thieves is amazing. You know what they... what If they did, I think it would rapidly grow everything, is if they had a ship or an apartment that you customized. Yeah. If they had a ship that was, like, this is your home, or an apartment that this was your home, and when you were grinding for things, you could, like, hey, I got all this gear and all these ingrams, but if I turn them all in, I can instead get this in-game currency that I can spend at a brand new vendor and I can get a new couch or a new yeah. TV or sort like a Garn- pet Guardians of the Galaxy style where like you choose the music that's playing inside sort of the his ship that he had yeah like you you do that to either your ship or an apartment in like the tower or maybe you can say like yeah I have an like GTA does this really well where you can have an apartment here or a garage there so what yeah. if you're like I have a really nice apartment at the tower but I also want like a forward operating base on Nessus yeah which, so I have like more of a like a like a log cabin over there, hidden away. Yeah, which I watch something. Horrendous. And then you could bring other people into it and show off like you could have special things for completing DLCs and missions. Like, look, see that that's the horn of this bad guy I killed because yeah. I'm cool. I and did like that the, raid. I know there's like a boss fight where like after you beat the guy, you pick up like a, his sword and you have to fight off waves with that sword. Yeah, that's from the initial Destiny campaign. Yeah, imagine if after that you hung the sword over the wall. Yeah, stuff like that would be. I think it would add a lot more because I was thinking about yeah. that. If you had a story about these like characters, I was imagining Destiny as a, adapted into a medium that's not a video game. I would actually make it, dude, to keep the social element. What if it, you had like a, a dating sim, a guild keep? Oh, it's that like, would be cool. You, you and your friends essentially have keep, and you all have like your own individual sectors. The more people you have, the more sectors essentially put on there. But you all can sort of customize their sector. So not because there are. Within, there's Hunter, Warlock, and Titan, but within that there's also the Dead Orbit Society, which is not the same as the Flat Earth Society, and Future War Cult, and boy, I can't remember the other one. But there's like different groups you can join, and then there's also the Drifter, who's like, hey, you can either assign with the, with the Vanguard, who only used the light, but they also, when one of the Vanguard died, didn't avenge it because... I mean, from the perspective of a leadership role, one of your members dies, you can't spend more soldiers to go avenge that person. You have to protect the last city on earth that's safe but it also sucks because that was everyone's friend and from the point of view of the campaign he's like your best buddy so the drifter's like all right learn how to use a little darkness go ahead fight him it's all right that's what Cade would have wanted anyway and he does all that and it's like it got to point i knew it was done well because online people were legitimately arguing over morally what was the right route to take like hey Cade would have wanted to live dangerously yeah, he never wanted to be on the Vanguard. Yeah, but he also said it was the best buddy ever lost, and those were his best friends he made, even though he didn't act like they were. And it was it made people care about these characters, like the way that people argue online about politics. I mean... But instead of hating each other, they were just like, no, you're wrong, you don't see this part. Look, I'll show you, you're so yeah, close to the truth. because they were all, like, what's best for a friend they've lost. Yeah, actually. and it was like you were talking about what that person would have wanted, and it became a really good conversation piece. Yeah. So they have Which factions I'm sure like the that. Writers were just like, but there's we also, oh yeah, they were absolutely patting themselves on the back. But there's also, um, you can join like a clan, which you get bonuses to. So are you talking about like your clan would have a place? You're talking like future war I'm cult. I'm uh, saying the Vanguard. player 
essentially like you're saying the apartment you have the apartment but then your friend could say i want an apartment that's sort of next door like a neighbor so like those uh like those toys you used to get in the 90s and early 2000s where you have like a little stick figure inside of a box and you can stick the boxes together and then yeah. they can move her out it's like building an that was yeah. a weird concept it was yeah. like tamagotchi times two yeah which to be fair had tamagotchi influenced where you could like I have a Tamagotchi keychain. We all have Tamagotchi keychains. Turns out, as an adult, I don't have time to feed a fictional baby. If they were Pokemon on, like, an app or something like that, then that might be a bit more... Dude, dogs should just be, like, a freaking... Like a Pokemon Go app? Yeah. I'm gonna go catch a Labrador Retriever over no, in Area should, 51. It should be, like, on your phone. Oh, yeah, no, they should just adapt Because imagine, like, oh, I'm on my phone. The, the 3DS graph, the, it wasn't even 3DS, it was just DS graphics. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. I think w- that uh, they have a lot to build off of, and yeah. now they don't have Activision constraining them to just be, like, a Call of Duty in space. They can dive deeper, though, and they can change gameplay a lot more. And yeah. I think that their partnership with Google Stadia, which is something that I'm super stoked for, because, because think about it. If you keep a controller with you, like, just you throw it in your bag. Mm-hmm. And you can use a PlayStation controller or an Xbox controller if they have the type, like the right type of Bluetooth, and they do. Yeah. So you don't even have to buy anything. You can just sit there, open up a Chrome tab, and start playing a video game on your laptop. And yeah, maybe it'll only be like 360p because you have a bad internet connection, but it'll be smooth, 60 frames per second. And every year it'll get better and better because the infrastructure of the internet is only going to get stronger. I. Like within Steve or Phil Spencer of Xbox, who's part of the X Cloud, which is the xbox streaming thing they're working on says that hey in like two years maybe this will be great but it's going to take at minimum two to three years for streaming to be like as mainstream as consoles so when you get in it'll be ground floor it might even be rocky but it won't take eight years to get there but it is going to take time for people to be comfortable with that and with the infrastructure and i think the idea of getting to be like i've wanted to play video games like when i was on my honeymoon i didn't bring my xbox because i'm not weird you brought your switch I brought your Switch, which, by the way, I'm kind of... I'm sorry, I totally forgot to bring it with me when I came back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll have to bring that back to you again. I played... Uh, I finally started getting to play The Legend of... The, the, Breath, the new, of Wild, Breath of the yeah. Wild while I was on the flight. Or I Plus. wanted to play Team Sonic Racing and crush Rachel, but every time I went to the bedroom to go play it, she distracted me with, like, a Scrabble or whatever. Hi, you thought I was going to say something else. Um, by the way... Uh, Walking around the lodge just in my underwear, I got tan lines of my underwear. Yeah. How about that? Anyway. But yeah, so there was moments where I was like, man, I'd love to play Battlefront 2, because I just, I get an itch and I want to be like, walk in. Something about being Darth Vader and just pimp slapping the stupid out of a bunch of people, because you can just use like Vader's might and you're angry and it gives you bigger health and it's a lot of cool things. I was like, I can't play that because I didn't bring that. But if I just brought a controller instead of the Switch and the dock, if I just had a controller, I would have had access to everything. The only thing that I would have gotten in the way of that is you're in the mountains, so there's no internet, essentially. It's, it's drip feed. It's real bad. Yeah, that's the point. But I'm not going to live in the mountains, Daniel. I'm either going to live here or maybe I'll move back to New York where we visited because the weather was way better and her allergies were totally fine. And there's great... I literally have made a heat map, or I'm working on it, of allergens throughout the United States, job openings based on my field and Rachel's field, and internet speeds, and cell coverage by T-Mobile, since that's what we have. And yeah. the hottest spots are my top picks for where we should live whenever we're like, this is where we are. Yeah, which if T-Mobile wants to give us any sort of money, we will... By the way, shout out to T-Mobile. They had a deal with Delta Flights where I got one hour free uh, Wi-Fi in every flight I was in because I was a T-Mobile user. Yeah. 
T-Mobile's so, awesome. It really is. I'm going to sponsor them even whether they pass or not because they're If they awesome. were like, I'll give, if there was just a T-Mobile t-shirt I could have, I would wear it because right. they legitimately are great. And they have great veteran deals. They pay for my Netflix. Yeah, and also, like, they're just, this is a side thing, but, like, their on-hold music is good. Yeah, no, they had, uh, like, Modest Mouse playing for their hold music i'm like this is in my like actual playlist of songs they, i intentionally listen to uh new clothes from uh, uh and their chat is literally you can just go on their website and you can just text chat like you can just you don't have to make any voice contact and then if you have the app on your phone which you do when you're a user yeah they're like what's your account okay and you can open your app and it'll have all of the chat there and you can follow in from the app yeah that's how i became a t-mobile user i was in the mall i was like hey how much would it cost for me and, and my fiance at the time to get on a phone plan together and they're like, this much, blah, 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 congratulations. And then the guy was like, hey, just so you know, I'm also recently married too. These are the things I learned. I really wish you guys the best. And it was wildly polite. Yeah. This has been an unexpected T-Mobile sponsored segment that isn't Dude, sponsored. If T-Mobile and Chick-fil-A work together, the customer service would just be out there. They'd room. be so polite. By the way, you know the uh, Chick-fil-A over by uh, Target and Lowe's? It's right next to the Arby's and McDonald's. Yeah. It's always super full. Yeah. No one's there. They're ripping up the ground, I guess, to better fix some of the drive-thru areas. Uh-huh. So all of those crazy Karen soccer moms are like, I can't get my waffle fries. How am I going to stop traffic? Because yeah. they'll just violently block all of traffic. Like, I'm next. Oh. Like, Jesus would not want you to have blocked traffic so you can get your Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah. Even though it is delicious. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Coming uh, to a home near you. I actually pitched this to mom and dad, and they were pretty dope. Bass Pro Shop should buy Cracker Barrel. And fix their design process. Did you know that Bass Pro Shop has competitors? What? I don't remember their names, but we were driving through upstate New York, and Rachel was like, yeah, this is actually one of their competitors. They lost horribly. Like, and now they're basically just in, like, northern, like, upstate New York, I guess, or just New York. There's also a lot of stories specific just to New York that we explored. A place called Wegmans, which is, like, a super Reese's, uh, and Tim Horton's Coffee which she claims is better than Dunkin' Donuts, which I say is the king of coffee. Uh, so I'm going to have to do a little taste comparison there. I will say their coffee, it, I was tasting some. I put a little chocolate syrup in it. It literally tastes like candy. It was so good. Also, uh, we're probably going to end the podcast yeah. pretty soon. Uh, and we're going to have to start a new one because I have a pen in a conversation that you said you wanted me to pull out. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and. Wow. Yeah. What a story that's going to be. To send off uh, the uh, Battlefront 2 novel. It's pretty good. I recommend it. Yeah, it's like a reverse Rogue One where the Empire's at its weakest yeah, and they're really, facing Saw Gerrera's extremists. Yeah, you're like, wow, the rebels are getting desperate and they're just being terrorists. They're killing children and stuff. And you're like, oh. and there's a moment where you're just like, oh, like I kind of side with the Empire now. There's also Halo novels that uh, I'm about to start. I'm about to start one with a Spartan Buck when he returns back to his team from ODST, and uh, there's actually been a betrayal within the team, and they're sort of sore at him for leaving them to become Spartans. So yeah. I'm a fan of most things Halo. Yeah. Also, uh, keep you updated. The on show that. The Good Place. They're apparently filming their last season. Oh. And it's pretty good. It people described it as a sitcom. It's like natural evolution. Hmm. There's no laugh tracks. It's just good writing and sort of moral dilemmas, but they're now dealing with college-grade moral dilemmas, hmm. treating the audience like they're intelligent. Rebecca, what would you suggest? I suggest Finn Wolfhard. He's the best. He's going to have my babies. I love Stranger Things. Thanks, Becca. No.